Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to our Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Alison Hardacre, the CEO and co-founder of um, HealthKit and Michael Malone, the EMEA, which is indeed. How are you guys going, guys? Very good. We've had a big week, so it's been very exciting. Okay, so tell me a bit about your uh, backgrounds. My background? Uh, well, we actually have similar backgrounds, so legal training by background and an yeah. MBA. Um, and then I worked in health insurance and banking, but I also worked in the health space. So it's been very nice to combine the two lives into health kit. Yeah. And uh, so my background is, well, first, first of all, my role here is to build out our team um, over EMEA. Previous experiences included building, including building teams across Australia, yep. um, particularly the other way around. So I've contributed to building um, a team that was replicating a, actually a Belfast model yeah. um, in Australia. So now we're we're doing it here uh, from Melbourne. Right. So now we know. Tell me better what he, what HealthKit actually does. Sure. Uh, so we're a health platform that operates globally. So our goal is to make healthcare efficient because yep. it's not efficient all over the world. If we can make it efficient, we can then build a more effective and accessible healthcare system. So we have multiple parts to our software. Um, so practice and patient management software for any profession, be that a medical specialist, GP, yep. allied health practitioner. Uh, it runs their whole practice, right from patient records through to invoices and appointments, and it's customised globally. We started that uh, six years ago, um, and now we've got almost 30,000 practitioners uh, on the software, which is amazing. And then for consumers, we have a directory to find a book with a practitioner, and then a single patient record. So that single patient record enables you to track your own healthcare by bringing together all your care team's notes, but also integrating medical devices. So for example, if you have um, diabetes, you can track your blood glucose in HealthKit, but also have your practitioners remotely monitor you. So with the practice software, we save doctors a couple of minutes per appointment, which adds up to an hour a day. So that gives them time to treat more patients because the biggest issue in healthcare, and it's the same globally, is that doctors don't need more patients, but patients need more doctors. Yeah. So if we enable doctors to see more patients, then it helps um, people find the right practitioner and get in to see them, uh, which builds more effective healthcare um, over time. And so we started in 2012, and uh, now we have customers in 50 different countries. Um, and we now, as of this week, have two offices in Melbourne, Australia, um, and in Cork, Ireland, yep. uh, which is being led by Michael here. And uh, do you also work with basically smart devices like, like a smart like smartwatch? Yeah, we actually integrate um, yep. a range of devices, including uh, data from smartwatches, etc. Yep. Yeah, and medical devices. Yeah, as well as apps. That's good because I know that a lot of the things that happen. You know, if you've got a certain illness, you can be you, they can track you and, and make sure you take medicine at a certain oh, time. Absolutely, and um, medication management is really, really yeah. important as is adherence to um, medication regimes. Yeah, because I, I, I know people who have actually had to go through take medicine, and at certain times of day, and it's time you just, you just forget about it. Oh, completely. Yeah. So, and also with me, I've got a smartwatch here, and it tells me. Basically, every few hours to drink water. It lags oh, me. Yep. Water is everything. That's great, yeah. I often need a reminder about that. Yeah, then it also <laughs> yeah. will tell me stuff like, uh, basically, you're sitting down, walk for a minute. Uh-huh. So sitting down is you can't really walk around for a minute and make sure that you, you're walking. And also, then again, tell you to breathe. It's good. Uh, good for the physical and mental yeah, health. It's, it's, uh, yeah, wellness is very good. So. Mm. 
So it, these kind of things, as well as you guys, we started off, those devices weren't uh, as big as, as they are now. No, um, that's actually true. Uh, but what we did was try to build HealthKit as the infrastructure for all of HealthKit, yeah. knowing that there'd be things that would be integrated into HealthKit. Um, and so we had to take a bet right in 2012 that that's, those sort of developments would happen in tech, and absolutely, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, because I know like Fitbit came out, and it's changed from yeah. what it first was what it is now. And these things were just first basic things that track, track your mood and make you exercise. But now they've gone more into the health sphere, which is which is a great place to be. Completely. And I mean, because somebody is an older person, like the new uh, the new version of the of the uh, Apple uh, Apple Watch, mm. it's a good thing that it, if you fall, it can tell you're going to fall, and it can ring uh, somebody who can help yeah. you. It's reading that. And also built an ECG, which is kind of interesting as well. So the key aspect in yeah. those type of areas is, well, we've got all this data, but what do we actually do with it? Yeah. And the key aspect of what where HealthKit plays a significant role, and it was the decisions made early on that have led to the success to date, and there's so much more to come, Yeah. hopefully and ideally, um, is ultimately there needs to be a practitioner that can interpret that type of information. Yeah. Um, we're not moving anywhere... We're not moving further from that anytime soon, yeah. necessarily. There's aspects where computers can help play different types of role in interpreting different types of data, but particularly it's about empowering a practitioner to do a better job yeah. or to enable them so they can do the job they're trained for with better data and better access to information so then ultimately patients have better outcomes. Yeah. So we really focus on building out this infrastructure and this platform where patients and practitioners are empowered and by that what we mean is patients can see their doctor of yeah. choice or their practitioner of choice more often and practitioners can get through more of their work without having to worry about the administration side of things. So that's what our, our platform takes a yeah. lot of care of doing. Yeah, I guess also what you do as well is you, when you someone gets all this data, you pick through what they need to see and what's, what's not important to you just throw away. Yep, yep. That prioritisation is so yeah. important in healthcare um, and in technology generally. Yeah. But if you can basically cut it down so when a doctor's looking through data, he's looking at it for a minute, not 10 minutes. He gets what he wants to see, what's important to him, mm. and that's it. And then the patient will get what they need to see. So you can decide, patient gets this, doctor gets that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we leave that decision up to that particular doctor. So yeah. whether he or she is interpreting data in a certain way, yeah. that's up to them and their relationship with their patient as well. Because they're ultimately the people who are at the coalface mm-hmm. being able to understand and interpret things. That they, they're in the best position to be able to interpret yeah. things. So what problems do you see facing healthcare globally? Oh, I think it's that issue, that structural issue that doctors don't need more patients, but patients need more doctors. It's something we see here in Ireland, something we see in Australia, in the UK, etc. Yeah. Um, and so it's really quite a fragmented market. Um, so doctors are often in sole or small practice, and they're completely overwhelmed by the complexity of the health system. So our software solves that for them. Yeah. Um, and so then they can treat more patients. Uh, but, you know, we see here in Ireland the, the complexities of getting referrals and managing referrals, those those issues are the same in Australia. Those issues are the same you know, all over the world. Um, and the other complexity is healthcare, you know, it is so important. And now there are so many innovations, as you were just talking yeah. about. But the problem is it's great to have this data, but it actually needs to be interpreted um, and interpreted 
for you yeah. by a practitioner. And so getting out that data to a practitioner is absolutely critical. Um, and, you know, these issues are not unique uh, to Ireland. And yeah. one of the reasons why we've been able to su- succeed and have so many customers in multiple, multiple markets is because the software is developed to be customised to each health system. So if you're a doctor, for example, and you sign up in Ireland, um, the software refers to the HSE. It doesn't refer to the NHS. It doesn't refer to Medicare, which is our equivalent yeah. in Australia. And so to them, it is customised to an Irish practitioner, just as to Australian practitioners, it's customised to an Australian practitioner. And that's absolutely critical because then we can get um, economies of scale, but also mass yeah. uh, all around the world and make healthcare better for everyone. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess with this, you're, you're, that's going to help you grow a lot more as well. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that's the entire point of setting up Cork. Uh, one of the reasons we succeeded in Australia has been that uh, we have exceptional customer service. So if somebody, say, emails us or calls us during Melbourne business hours, they get a response and a resolution in 15 minutes, whereas most of our competitors, it would be two or three days. Yeah. We want to replicate that here in Cork for our customers in Europe, Middle East and Africa. And so that's why Mike is over here uh, setting everything up in Cork. We've just had our first hire, um, and so he's going to grow our presence here in, um, in Europe, uh, and then come back to Australia, having set up the Irish team, making ourselves uh, a global business with two offices. So right now, are you looking for more staff to join the Irish team? Oh, absolutely. Yep, absolutely, definitely. And we're seeing really good talent in yeah. Cork and Ireland, generally. Um, and it's just a question of the right fit for the business as well. So we're, we're definitely hiring, and um, this means some really good individuals that we've met that we'd, we'd be very excited for to join the healthcare team. Yeah. So what are you looking for for a person to join your team? What skills? So we look at skills and attitude. Yeah. And it's a can-do attitude. It's someone who's nimble on their feet yeah. and understands and recognises that challenges are there to be seen as opportunities, yeah. and we're not taking on any mean feet or any small feet, I should yeah. say. Um, we're across 50 different countries, 75 professions, with nearly 30,000 uh, users who have, and practitioners who have signed up to use our product um, and, be- and benefit from it. So we need people who can understand high-growth ventures yeah. and have the skill set where they can deal with a bit of ambiguity but apply a framework around that. And what kind of jobs is it? Programmers or what exactly is it? So we're starting off with building out our customer support. Yeah. That is key to yeah. how we've grown uh, within Australia and globally. Yeah. And we're offering, and what we're doing is we're offering that support now on a global scale, yeah. on a global basis. But with that, we're also building out other core capabilities here. And a lot of those determined by what are the skills in the market. And what we've seen so far is that Ireland is a very well-educated workforce yeah. and also has deep experience across tech and health. Yeah. And that was a big part of us choosing Cork as a destination. Yeah. And how many people are you looking for? So we're looking at 10 over the next nine months. Yeah. And then from there, uh, we're going to be growing even further. All right. Thank you so much for that, uh, Arsene and Michael, and have a great day. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.